Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. Okay, guys, so welcome back to Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I have this amazing woman right in front of me. Her name is Veronica. How are you doing, Veronica? Hello, Jimmy. I'm doing so well. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. And the reason why I brought her on, and I'm glad she said yes, um, is that she created a... I don't know, it's a company or an event called Vulnerable as Fuck. Yes, there is no PC here. Vulnerable as Fuck. And so I want to know why, how, where did it come from? Like, why was this important for you to create? Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, vulnerable as Fuck just kind of took off and I originally started it because I have been just craving deep and meaningful relationships and conversations Mm. like I've I've you know last year just I've I, I was in I found myself in these relationships and in these old patterns of superficial conversations and, you know, going, getting into these like hot and heavy, like fast paced relationships with people, lovers, friendships, and like, you know, things were like always like really intense. And then at some point they fizzle out or Mm -hmm. you lose that connection with someone, Mm -hmm. whether it's a lover, whether it's a, a friendship, right? Um, you know, we how we often find this same pattern of conversation sometimes. Like you you meet someone and you think they're really great and, and then you're like, hey, let's get lunch, let's get coffee. And then maybe you don't connect with that person ever again, right? right? So I started to find myself in these repetitive patterns in relationships like I'd meet someone and then we have like a really hot and heavy relationship and then things fizzled out and then I was super sad and heartbroken and wondering what's wrong with me um Mm. not feeling enough not feeling not feeling good enough not feeling smart enough not feeling um like fun enough all these all these things this internal dialogue kept coming up and, and just happening over and over again so then uh fast forward I started stepping into just new a new role in my life um i got a new job where i was uh building a community and building helping people build communities and um and i also like tapped into uh, a, a new community of of friends where i developed like a deeper 
relationship with them, like a relationship that I've never had, like kind of the kinds of relationships that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. Like really like yeah, I have I have a I have a, a group of friends that I'm really close to and, and now I'm meeting new friends that I'm so close to them right now and it's and it's like something I've never experienced before. And then I stepped into like this role as um, a community builder and started to like really look at community and what that really means and and what community is and, and developing community and building building relationships and connecting people is like this um, you know it's it's more than just superficial conversations it's mm-hmm. like deeper like a deep, on a deeper level of connection so just to sum it up um, I was dating someone. I was dating a few people. Nah, all right, let me. I found my, I, I've been single for a year and a half, but I've, I've been date. I've been dating and having fun. Mm-hmm. And last year, um, I found myself in two similar situations where I was dating. We were dating, and then we got like really hot and heavy, and then things fizzled out because we lost the connection with each other. And um, there was this one incident where I was dating someone and I really liked him and then he just was no longer interested in me Mm. and I was really I was confused and you know blaming myself and you know kind of and really upset and heartbroken and um I was crying one day <laughs> and I was blaming myself like being you know talk, telling myself like wow I'm t- I'm too I'm too vulnerable like I can't believe I was so vulnerable with this person and then he just didn't like me anymore and I swear I was because I was trying to connect with this person and like asking vulnerable questions and being vulnerable um I made myself I almost made myself wrong for being vulnerable and I was like literally crying one day and I was like well, I'm vulnerable as fuck. <laughs> I like literally came from like this like sadness and I really just thought of it like how can I gather people together and have vulnerable conversations like and and I want to I want to talk to someone about this. I want to talk to someone about uh, vulnerability and you know what happens when we're really vulnerable with someone or really vulnerable and, or want to be vulnerable and express what vulnerability means and actually have deep and meaningful conversations, like not just superficial, mm-hmm. you know, let's get coffee answers or let's, or, you know, what do you do for work? How's the weather? <laughs> right. You know, like how can we get together and actually talk? Mm-hmm. And I want to make that happen and I'm going to do it right now. Literally, like, I got up, I cried that night, and then the next morning, um, you know, created an event. I was like, I'm going to get people together next week and build community and build a community full of vulnerable, fucking awesome people and make new friends. (laughs) Or, Or, like, love on my friends that I have. Right. So it literally just came from that. That was my long-winded answer of what vulnerable as fuck started as. And then after the first gathering, it was so beautiful that people were literally asking, okay, when can we meet again? So I made another event the next Monday. And then more people showed up. 
then again. <laughs> Most people showed up. And then I'm literally asking, people are asking me, when's the next vulnerable as fuck? When's the, when's the next one? When's the next one? And then it, it, just, it was very, pri- very private, very private, private too. And, and then I made it into dinners and then vulnerable as fuck dinner edition, you know? And then I just started playing with it. And then I started getting like support from friends asking me, how can they support? How can they help? Can they host? Can, mm. And we hosted it at my apartment. You know, just all, just getting all this love and and help from my community that I've already had, and then the new people kind of showing up because they were friends of friends and they heard about it, and and then it just kind of, you know, developed into this weekly gathering, and um, it's been really beautiful and amazing, and and I really started it as my own healing process Mm. because I'm working on my vulnerability and my um, connection to vulnerability and being vulnerable and actually like learning how to have deep, deep and intimate, you know, conversations and connections with the people in my life and not just from, and I'm learning, it's not just romantically, but um, with with friendships too, Mm. like building authentic, meaningful, relationships with my friends in my life. So. Well, I, I really, really loved what you're saying. And, you know, um, vulnerability is such a huge missing in relationships in general, and particularly romantic relationships. And particularly, particularly not, I guess, as a gay man, I find that it's, been difficult to have these vulnerable conversations and I, you know, like what you said earlier already connected with me because I found myself in a group of guys who all we talked about was drag show and, you know, the gossip of who's love with who and I always rotated to the one guy who's not <laughs> talking about that and we're actually having a conversation. I'm just like, okay, why am I always the one connecting with the one person about life and not these, like, what's on TV, what's in pop culture, what's in gay pop culture? And I did think that was wrong. Something was wrong with me, too, because I always got made fun of because I didn't know the latest, you know, gay death drop move and who won drag race and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, well, maybe I should build my own little community. I, you know, I started this little community on Instagram so we can, like, just maybe get to know each other and and see what we like. But it, I was the only one contributing to that group. And I was just like, one day I was like, why am I in this group? Like, what am I getting? I'm not even growing from participating in this group. And it wasn't until I met this one guy uh older gay man who's like one of my best friends now and he was super vulnerable and like i met him in the landmark forum he was on my landmark forum people and when he when he went to the mic like i've never ever seen anyone that vulnerable before like bearing it all out because he was struggling with his relationship with his husband at the time and I was like, who is that? And he taught me a lot about vulnerability. And 
my own lack and my own discomfort with being with vulnerability. So, you know, talk to me about like your discomfort with vulnerability, but how it's helping you to grow as a person and to connect with people and in relationships. Mm, yeah, thank you for saying that. And, <laughs> and like, I totally get what you're, what you were saying about, you know, being in this group and all they were talking about was, you know, <laughs> like shit that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it matters to them, but it's like ultimately, like I don't want to talk about. It's not going to make a difference. This is like yeah, some making a difference in the world, <laughs> right? You no, know, I'm not getting to know you. I, I don't, you know, it's it's not really making an impact. Like I want to talk about like real, real things that actually matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I totally. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I just finished another (laughs) podcast with another guy just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Ooh. I'm like doing this entrepreneur entrepreneur series too. And so, um, yeah, it's like really interesting. He's a creative director. And um, we had a lot of talks and he just that sharing from his life and his past and it's like um really good information or just really good conversation i would say good feedback huh i said good feedback yeah hmm, i can't find my headphones it's weird okay oh. i'm packing for for body. Oh, that's right. You, did you, when did you? When is uh, the Fisher date you leaving? I leave on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is um, that's lovely. I mean, I know. I, I, I want to go. Should come. <laughs> How long you're there for? Almost a month. No, no, just twelve days. And why you going there again for? I'm going to. I'm volunteering at a festival. Right. So. Yeah, it was just like pretty, pretty easy. Like it was just like one of those things. Like I felt. I felt like if I. I feel like if I didn't go, like I'd like deeply regret it. <laughs> and what is the festival all about? Oh. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Do you have any like ideas of like what you want to cover? I know we're gonna talk about vulnerability, of course. Oh, um, I w- um, I mean, we, I want to just start off with like you know, tell me about you know, vulnerable as fuck, and why did you create it? What was it birthed out of? And um, and all the things that we were talking about on the phone and um, what are you experiencing and just like um, also about like some of the myths and things that people have afraid of being vulnerable and like how vulnerability is powerful and you know I was just actually watching some things with Brene Brown 
um, I was watching her TED Talks and um, and just how just like taking <laughs> notes and like uh, you know how vulnerability is the birthplace of like courage and being seen and then you know I saw this information it was saying like how vulnerability is the building blocks of trust and I was like oh right that makes sense you know um, and I don't the the red can you close the the, uh, the curtain a little bit behind you because it's blurring yeah. your face okay hold on um yeah I mean I don't know if you did you um I guess and, and then the other part of it just asking each other these vulnerable questions and just like showing what it is you know <laughs> on the court kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and um yeah and that's that's it okay cool so you ready yeah ready. Okay. is the lighting okay like do i look for the thing you, you look i wish there was a little bit of light in your because i you know let me put the lamp, a lamp on yep Okay. Alex, better. Okay, yeah. Cool. So you ready? I'm going to introduce you and then um, you just tell me about yourself and I'll just ask you another question like, you know, why did you even create this whole thing? You know, and we'll just go from there. And a lot of it's going to be very organic about, because I'm feeding off you and then I'll be sharing myself as well. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. So welcome back to Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I have this amazing woman right in front of me her name is veronica how are you doing veronica hello jimmy i'm doing so well thank you yes for having me yes i'm so excited to have you and the reason why i brought her on and i'm glad she said yes um is that she created a i don't know it's a company or an event called vulnerable as fuck yes there is no pc here vulnerable as fuck and so i want to know why how what did it come from like why was this important for you to create wow oh my god <laughs> so, vulnerable as fuck it's just kind of took off and I originally started it because I have been just craving deep and meaningful relationships and conversations Hmm. like I've I've you know last year just I've I, I was in I found myself in these relationships and in these old patterns of 
superficial conversations and, you know, going, getting into these like hot and heavy, like fast paced relationships with people, lovers, friendships, and like, you know, things are like always like really intense. And then at some point they fizzle out or mm-hmm. you lose that connection with someone, mm-hmm. whether it's a lover, whether it's a, a friendship, right? Um, you know, we how we often find this same pattern of conversation sometimes. Like you, you meet someone and you think they're really great and, and then you're like, hey, let's get lunch, let's get coffee. And then maybe you don't connect with that person ever again, right? right? So I started to find myself in these repetitive patterns in relationships. Like I'd meet someone and then we have like a really hot and heavy relationship and then things fizzled out. And then I was super sad and heartbroken and wondering what's wrong with me, mm. um, not feeling enough, not feeling not feeling good enough, not feeling smart enough, not feeling um, like fun enough. All these, all these things, this internal dialogue kept coming up and, and just happening over and over again. So then uh, fast forward, I started stepping into just new, a new role in my life. Um, I got a new job where I was uh, building a community and building, helping people build communities. And, um, and I also like tapped into uh, a, a new community of, of friends where I developed like a deeper relationship with them like a relationship that I've never had like kind of the kinds of relationships that I've never had before mm-hmm. like really like that I have I have a I have a, a group of friends that I'm really close to and and now I'm meeting new friends that I'm so close to them right now and it's and it's like something I've never experienced before and then I stepped into like this role as um, a community builder and started to like really look at community and what that really means and and what community is and and developing community and building building relationships and connecting people is like this um you know it's it's more than just superficial conversations it's like Mm -hmm. deeper like a deep on a deeper level of connection so just to sum it up um i was dating someone I was dating a few people. Not, all right, let me rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I found my, I, I've been single for a year and a half, but I've, I've been date. I've been dating and having fun. Mm-hmm. And last year, um, I found myself in two similar situations where I was dating. We were dating, and then we got like really hot and heavy, and then things fizzled out because we lost a connection with each other. And um, there was this one incident where I was dating someone and I really liked him and then he just was no longer interested in me Mm. and I was really I was confused and you know blaming myself and you know kind of and really upset and heartbroken and um I was crying one day <laughs> and I was blaming myself like being you know t- telling myself like wow I'm t- I'm too I'm too vulnerable like I can't believe I was so vulnerable with this person and then he just didn't mm. like me anymore and I swear I was because I was trying to connect with this person and like asking vulnerable questions and being vulnerable 
um, I had made myself, I almost made myself wrong for being vulnerable. And I was like literally crying one day and I was like, oh, I'm vulnerable as fuck. <laughs> I like literally came from like this like sadness and I really just thought of it like how can I gather people together and have vulnerable conversations like and and I want to I want to talk to someone about this I want to talk to someone about uh vulnerability and you know what happens when we're really vulnerable with someone or really vulnerable and or want to be vulnerable and express what vulnerability means and actually have deep and meaningful conversations like not just superficial mm. you know let's get coffee answers or let's or you know what do you do for work how's the weather <laughs> right. you know like how can we get together and actually talk mm. and i want to make that happen and i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> right. literally like i gotta i cried that night and then the next morning um you know, created an event. I was like, I'm going to get people together next week and build community and build a community full of vulnerable, fucking awesome people and make new friends. <laughs> or, or like love on my friends that I have. Right. So it literally just came from that. That was my long-winded answer of what okay. vulnerable as fuck started as. And then after the first gathering, it was so beautiful that people were literally asking, okay, when can we meet again? So I made mm. another event the next Monday. And then more people showed up. Then again, <laughs> more people showed up. And then I'm literally asking, people are asking me, when's the next vulnerable stuff? When's the, when's the next one? When's the next one? And then it, it, just, it was very, pri very private, very private, private too. And, and then I made it into dinners and vulnerable as fuck dinner edition, you know, and then I just started playing with it. And then I started getting like support from friends asking me, how can they support? How can they help? Can they host? Can, mm. can we host it at my apartment? You know, just all just getting all this love and and help from my community that I've already had. And then the new people kind of showing up because they were friends of friends and they heard about it. And and then it just kind of, you know, developed into this weekly gathering. And um, it's been really beautiful and amazing. And, and I really started it as my own healing process mm. because I'm working on my vulnerability and my um, connection to vulnerability and being vulnerable and actually like learning how to have deep, deep and intimate, you know, conversations and connections with the people in my life and not just from, and I'm learning, it's not just romantically, but, um, with, with friendships too, mm -hmm. like building authentic, meaningful relationships with my friends in my life. So. Wow. I, I really, really love what you're saying and, you know, um, vulnerability is such a huge missing in relationships in general and particularly romantic relationships and particularly particularly not i guess as a gay man i find that it's been difficult to have these vulnerable conversations and i you know like what you said earlier already connected with me because i found myself in a group of guys 
who all we talked about was drag show and, you know, the gossip of who's love with who. And I always rotated to the one guy who's not <laughs> talking about that. And we're actually having a conversation. I'm just like, okay, why am I always the one connecting with the one person about life and not these like what's on TV, what's in pop culture, what's in gay pop culture. And I did think that was wrong. Something was wrong with me too because I always got made fun of because I didn't know the latest, you know, gay death drop move and who won drag race and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, well, maybe I should build my own little community. I, you know, I started this little community on Instagram so we can like just maybe get to know each other and and see what we like. But it, I was the only one contributing to that group. And I was just like, one day I was like, why am I in this group? Like, what am I getting? I'm not even growing from participating in this group. And it wasn't until I met this one guy, uh, older gay man, who's like one of my best friends now. And he was super vulnerable. And... Like I met him in the landmark forum. He was one of my landmark forum people. And when he when he went to the mic, like I've never ever seen anyone that vulnerable before, like bearing it all out because he was struggling with his relationship with his husband at the time. And I was like, who is that? And he taught me a lot about vulnerability and my own lack and my own discomfort with being with vulnerability. So, you know, talk to me about like your discomfort with vulnerability, but how it's helping you to grow as a person and to connect with people and in relationships. Mm, yeah. Thank you for saying that. And, <laughs> and like, I totally get what you're, what you were saying about, you know, being in this group and all they were talking about was you know, like <laughs> shit that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like it, you know, it matters to them, but it's like ultimately, like I don't want to talk about. It's not going to make a difference. This is like yeah, some making a difference in the world. <laughs> right. You no, know, I'm not getting to know you. I, I don't. You know, it, it's not really making an impact. Like I want to talk about like real, real things that actually matter <laughs> yeah, um so saying that you know we, we were talking about how you know when I was in a group of these gay men and how um I wasn't connecting to these superficial conversations that we're having and it wasn't until I met you know this friend of mine who's not one of my best friends and his vulnerability um, him, his willingness to bear it all for me was very confronting because I've never once seen a man be so open and revealing about his life. So I was just wondering, like, why, from your experience, like, what is confronting for you about being vulnerable, and why do people, in your, from your experiences, are shy away from it and the power of being vulnerable? Yeah. So. My fear around vulnerability is rejection. Mm. I'm really on a, in a, on a deep, deep level. I'm scared that if I open up to you and give you everything and tell you everything about me, you won't like me anymore. 
you will run away and you will reject me. Mm. In my experience of that, um, I only shared as much as I wanted to share. And although I've been in very intimate relationships, I've, I've, I've been in multiple serious relationships or, or that I consider that I consider serious. Um, I never really gave all of me mm. to, to any of my partners. Like really thinking about it, I never opened up as much as I have been opening up in this past month that I started Vulnerable as Fuck. And even before I started Vulnerable as Fuck, you know, I have authentic conversations. I don't have an issue expressing myself or, or uh, being in communication mm-hmm. or being, you know, straight up and blunt about how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But I don't really tell you what's happening with me. Like, especially when it comes to friends, like women in my life and um, men. So romantically, if I really liked you, if I thought, if I thought, you know, if I had this, a connection with you and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I like this person. Mm-hmm. I was scared of showing you my vulnerable side or scared of really telling you what's happening with me, right? Like, I thought that you just wanted to see, like, my fun, energetic, radiant side. <laughs> and, like, you know, when I thought that if I showed you that side, then you would like me. Or if I showed you my shitty side or, you know, when things maybe aren't so great, maybe you think that I was boring or... Um, you know, a complainer or negative. So I didn't express that side of me very often. And because I didn't express that side to me around men or partners that really wanted to connect with me, they couldn't connect. Mm. And then it was easy to lose that connection, right? Because they don't feel there's no pathway to getting to know me Hmm. so I've started to just take that on like how can I take this on and heal from this and actually work on that not just talk about it actually be about it Hmm. and um I've really found like that it's been more than just learning how to connect with someone romantically or intimately it's like I've been so much more intimate with my friends in this past month than I ever have before my life. Like, I literally spent the last week, like, sleeping over different girlfriends' houses. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and and we were, like, you know, up talking and, you know, actually being with each other and, like, you know, getting to know each other and, and, like, just opening up. And it's been amazing you know it's different Uh and it's not just about like you know being vulnerable with a with a romantic partner it's also like being vulnerable with the important people in your life as well that's so beautiful what you're saying too you know it's i find that a lot of men have this this block 
of being intimate with each other and the minute you say the word intimate to a man to the man is oh my gay and it's like it's not about being gay or anything to do with sexuality yeah. <laughs> you know it's really what you're saying over and over again it's like getting to know someone on a deeper level just to be heard to be understood um yeah like looking into each other's eyes, eyes. and, and- and being seen, seen being yes feeling you know loved and like you know actually being with someone not just right. not just sexually but like emotionally and like ask actually asking the questions that allow you to actually know someone not mm-hmm. just superficial like what's your favorite position it's like who like how do you feel when you're in that position what is what is it what is it like for you you know actually asking those kinds of questions right you know i know this is probably going to be a lot i remember my last um uh guy i was out with some friends last night these two gay guys and we were talking and we were having very deep intimate the guy i was telling you about uh one of my close friends and his boy his new boyfriend and that sometimes the conversation we had i must have are just like whoa i can't believe we're having this conversation right here in public you know but not, we're not loud and um yeah we were talking about <laughs> sex and i was sharing with them you know the last guy i was with you know well he was sharing with me how a lot of people especially sex and especially guys think that it's all about coming and it's not really about coming it's about being with that person in that that moment and i remember someone said it to me he was like you know it's not about coming it's about us being with each other in this moment and sharing ourselves with each other and i was like oh I, i've never really thought about that like coming is not always the end goal it's like right. me sharing myself with you in the most intimate way and both of us pleasing and taking care of a taking care of a, of each other in this moment um right I mean, I mean how is that for you as a woman when it comes to sex like how important is it's i guess how important is what is the the, the most important end result in of then you know coming <laughs> is for you or for women and from your from your research or from your conversations i've been um i've been studying a lot of tantric trainings and workshops i've been studying tantra the study of tantra and and like the the, it's it's like the the ability to like just be with someone without the without an end result or without the, the 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 need for the outcome to happen, right? Like mm-hmm. the outcome meaning someone coming, right? Like it's it's actually like learning how to, you know, come without coming. And right. it's like this practice of vulnerability, this practice of like being present with another person, checking in, communication, you know, actually, you know, asking the person how they're feeling. How does this feel for you? What do you want? Mm. Um, where are you? And I think that has changed a lot <laughs> for me because um, I used to think that I, I used to think that that was sex, like just 
about coming and like I needed to be this you know um, <laughs> submissive you know dirty talk you know <laughs> person and I thought like I needed to be that and um, it's not it's so much more than that it's so much more intimate than that mm. and and I didn't I didn't realize how afraid I was I was of being really intimate with a partner um, you know it's like even though I'm doing something that's intimate right like sex is intimate mm-hmm. and it wasn't treating it like it was intimate like it right. was just like mm. it was sex and even though I thought maybe oh my god that was amazing sex like I was like oh this was so intense right and mm-hmm. like, actually I didn't even feel that person with right. me at all so I learned I learned that a lot last year when I was dating and actually like realizing um, what it meant to really connect with someone or seeing what was missing in the relationship after it ended or after like you know and in, in, I was telling you about the two guys I dated last year where I really liked them and I felt I, I felt this like intense connection with them mm-hmm. but, but they didn't really feel the same way towards me because I didn't really I had this wall up like I showed them a part of me but like not really mm-hmm. you know and and I really learned that about, you know, when it comes to intimacy and sex, you know, I really wasn't allowing someone to see me because I was mm. afraid of being seen. Wow. I was afraid of like letting my guard down. And that's, you know, and yeah, that's, that's my um, take on it now. Like it's, it's really interesting now because now I actually haven't felt like very sexual in the past month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, maybe maybe like um not feeling very sexual like maybe there's something in the look uh, maybe I should look at that but I um yeah I just I find it like way more comforting and beautiful to um express myself and say no say no say yes say you know being being very vulnerable about what I want and said not just Treating sex like it's just sex. Mm-hmm. So. And talk to me like what happened for you that you saw, or maybe maybe not. I'm not sure. What was it? What happened to you in the past that created this disconnect with vulnerability? Um, what happened to me in the past? Uh, so maybe it started from, it definitely started from my relationship with my father, where I created this story that when I told him I loved him and he didn't say it back, that he didn't love me. Mm. So I created this story that, oh, it's because I told him that I loved him and I was too open and honest with him, and that's why he didn't say it back. And then, mm-hmm. you know, another incident where I was 17 and I was dating this guy, and I really liked him, and he he didn't like, and he liked me, but I didn't I, I didn't want to say too much or like 
be be too be be like too nice or or call him too much. Like I just I, I was trying to be cool and you know like him and and then I remember that the, the day I told him that I liked him, he immediately ghosted me and you know wow I didn't hear from him and I think like maybe like blocked me on my face or something like something like. Something along those lines, like ghosted me, and I didn't hear from him for like four months. And wow! I made it mean that it was because I told him I liked him, and guys don't want to hear that you want a relationship with them or that you like them because that means that you're asking for too much and that you're being too much, and you're you 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 want something that they don't want. And I and I literally lived in this story for years. And even though, you know, I found that found out that's not true, I've had, I've been in beautiful relationships, I've had intimate and beautiful moments with partners, but there's still that, like, deep, deep wound that I haven't healed or that mm. I'm working on healing when it comes to telling someone that I want more from them. And... Mm. Literally, I thought about this um, maybe a few months ago. <clears throat> you know, when I when I've been when I realized I was like stuck in these patterns, like or meeting the same kind of or running into the same thing, where I would really like someone and then we would just stop talking or stop seeing each other, or like you know, fizzle out. I realized that I've literally told every ex-boyfriend that I don't want a relationship. Mm. Literally, even though we got, we eventually, we obviously had a relationship, but I told everyone, "Hey, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for anything right now." And I wow. realized that that was my way of protecting myself, telling you, "Hey, I don't want this." Meanwhile, I really did want it. I was just, I wanted to, you know, um, tell you kind of maybe what I think you want to hear. Mm-hmm. That way, in case you don't want something, I don't get hurt. Right. So it's just the like protection. really just like repetitive, yeah, like to protect myself. So really talking about vulnerability, vulnerability is like the courage to stand in what you want. The courage yeah. to say, um, hey, I want, I want a relationship with you. <laughs> I want to be in a relationship with you or I like you. Or, I don't like this job anymore. Or, um, I'm fucking scared of getting my heart broken. You know, like, being vulnerable and having the courage to fucking say it anyway or do something that makes you, that scares the absolute shit out of you. Mm -hmm. There's a risk that you might get hurt. The risk that you might fail, right? Or quitting this job. Like, I, I just left my job last week and it's scary as fuck right I know I'll be okay but you know um yeah it's 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 like having the courage to um stand in what you feel and what you want alone even if that means that you're alone Mm-hmm. 
And I really also like realized too, like, you know, thinking that someone doesn't want a relationship with me because I said I wanted one or thinking that someone doesn't want to develop a deep connection with me because I said, I like you. It's, it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like that's not you know, true. Yeah. Right. And I, I really love what you're saying. And like you pointed out some things too, that I want to like bring back. You know, whoever's listening, like when you, like especially when you say, you know, I'm not really looking for a relationship. Like you're enrolling them to get off the hook and yourself, you know, to not be in a relationship. It's all you're already setting them, setting yourself up for failure, basically. You know, and yeah. and and two, you know, if and I, I see this all the time, especially in you know male female relationships where I was coaching a girl, a lady, and she was being vulnerable with him. He made her so wrong for sharing herself with him. And she's just asking him, you know, what do you, what do you see? What is marriage for you? And he's like, oh, that's dumb. And I'm like, well, that's an important question. If I'm going to be like, if I want to get married, like, this is an important question. Like, men don't make women, or if you're in a, you know, gay relationship, don't make them wrong because it's an important question. And when somebody does that, it's an indication that they themselves are incapable of being vulnerable. And, you know, I remember in my last relationship, you know, um, everything was going like fantastic, you know. And I remember saying to myself in this relationship uh, before we dove into being together, I was like, you know what? This time around, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to be totally open, totally, totally vulnerable. And if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to make myself wrong. I'm going to stand in what is this teaching me about love. And I remember I went to go visit him in the Hamptons and he was an executive chef at this restaurant at the time. And, you know, everything was just going well. We'd never argue. We always had fun. And then, you know, one morning he was like, who are you? Like, why are you so open and vulnerable with me? And I, and I was like, are, are you, is this a real question? And he was like, yeah, like, why, why do we work so well? Like, why is this going so well? And why do you always say these good things about me? Why are you always sharing your stuff with me? I'm just like, because this is what I deserve. I deserve to be with someone who can share themselves. I want to be fully self-expressed in a relationship with someone who is capable and you represent that for me. I want to be with you. And I said, I deserve a relationship where I can fully express myself and be open and have fun. I said, don't you deserve that? And he looked at me and he was like, I do. I'm not used to it. I said, I know I'm not either. <laughs> I'm just like, but this is who I'm committed to being, you know, um, and right. for love. And, you know, we broke up, but he he brought it back up, saying, he brought it back up towards you, and he's like, I'm not, I don't think I'm the one for you. Like, I, I'm not capable of sharing myself and being as vulnerable with anyone. Like, um, you deserve someone who can. I'm just like, but you can, you know, and I said to him, I called it out, I said, something happened to you in your past that is allowing this block for you 
And he looked at me, he goes, yeah, he was like, my last relationship, the guy really abused me. And when someone's open with me, I don't trust it. Mm. And I was just like, okay, like, I mean, I, I just, I didn't know what to say, you know? Um, I mean, the end of the relationships, you know? So, you know, vulnerability when you're in a relationship like that, you know, what I've learned over the, you know, as a coach, a relationship coach is that, you know, love is there to shine the light on the things that you need to heal within yourself. Not the person killing with you and you, but you are healing yourself. It's exactly what you're doing. The love that you're pulling from others is healing you because it's, it's allowing you to just express who you are and be. Oh, that's so I I really really still resonate with what you said because it's, that's exactly what happened to me too. Like I didn't think that I deserved to you know just to, to be loved. Like mm-hmm. talking back, talking about that that guy that you were seeing. I also felt the same way. I didn't really deserve, I didn't feel like that I deserved what I wanted. And I treated mm. sex and I treated relationships like, like, um, like I didn't care. Mm. When in fact, I really did. And right. I really, really want someone to love the fucking shit out of me um, mm. because I love hard. And mm-hmm. um, it's about like this whole this whole thing that I'm doing, and and you know, based off of why it started was because someone didn't like me anymore, or didn't, didn't mm-hmm. couldn't connect with me, and I was sad. I needed to go through that. Like those two important relationships that I experienced last year was my mirror. Those, that mm. was a mirror for me to, to look at and face about myself in order for me to heal what heal that so that I can actually meet someone and, act, and, and, and have that fucking juicy, love <laughs> and amazing relationship that I really want. Mm. Like I deep, deep down, I desire love and connection yeah. And um, and it's not just, and I'm realizing too, you know, it's, it's not just about rom- a romantic partner, you know, because even that's so important, and it's so, you know, that is what a lot of people are looking for, right? Like they're like, oh, how can I find a partner? How can I find my husband? How can I find my wife? Or whatever you're thinking about, it's also like if you don't have solid relationships in your life, like your friendships, like a solid relationship with your parents, mm-hmm. a solid relationship with your best friend, like a solid relationship with like, you know, um, someone that you connected with, like build those relationships too. Because through that is how you can really find the love. Yes. And actually feel love too. And then when that love 
that romantic love happens or, you know, finds you or you find that love that you've been looking for, it's because you're so solid and so, like, you're ready. So <laughs> yeah, like, you're so, like, you're like, like, I've literally, I've just been, I, like, am so obsessed with my friends right now. Like, literally, my girlfriends and I'm going to Bali next week and I'm going with someone that I recently became friends with and and like her and I have been spending a lot of time together and like I'm already thinking about like the other women that are going to be at the house that we're going I'm, I'm staying in Bali with I don't know them but I'm like ooh I want to do a women's circle or <laughs> something like I'm not even thinking about like any anything else like I'm thinking about oh my god I want to like snuggle with my girlfriends and like my new friends and I, that's it's because I've really really like worked on Mm. Being, being real with the people. Yeah. Know. And it's something you said is so important that I learned, not just by in the calling one practice, but this teacher, Gary Zukoff, he wrote, you know, the book, The Seed of the Soul, and he, you know, was on Super Soul Sunday. And I remember when he said this, I really took it on and really had to look at my life. He was saying that every relationship and every interaction is mirroring back to you what you need to work on yourself. And like even to the smallest thing, if you had a reaction on the train or in the car, that it's something to look at that you need to work on with yourself. And I was like, really? You know, and I, like it really blew my mind especially like my my level of vulnerability like especially with my mother I just I couldn't express myself I couldn't even talk about being gay I couldn't talk about mm. relationship because she never did she never shared herself with me so I was just like well I, in my mind I was like well she's the adult if she if she don't share her life with me why should I share my life with her and it was indirectly affecting my ability to communicate <laughs> lovingly with anyone you know or you know because they had in my mind you had to share something first before i gave up something and that's not how it works with vulnerability you have to be willing to stand alone and share yourself mm. and be rejected and i remember the moment when i discovered that calling my mom and I already had, you know, came out to her and I never told her about a relationship and we were talking about something and I don't know how I, this instinct, I was like, this is your moment to be vulnerable with her. Don't wait on her. And I was like, you know, I was hurt in a relationship and I can totally relate to this letter she had sent me about all the men that had hurt her in her past. And it was the first time she was ever that vulnerable with me. And I was just like, I, I need to be vulnerable with her. This is not just for her, but this is for me to practice saying that I get you, I understand you, and here's why. And it really dramatically changed my relationship with my mother. Um, and I'm so grateful that I, you know, yeah. Took action on those moments because it really prepare propel not only propel us but prepare us 
love and also what you just said too you know which is also like our friendships are our classrooms for the love that we want because mm. that's one of the things that when I date I look for how is, what is their relationship with like their friends what is their relationship like with their family because how they're being with them they're going to be like that with me yep yep exactly like yeah it's like a turn it's it's like kind of a probably a turn off to me if like you didn't have any friends like obviously yeah red flag. yeah um yeah i really and it's really beautiful and i love that you said that um and i want to touch base really quick um about the five love languages too by oh Jane. yeah <laughs> you know it's so if, if you haven't figured out like if you haven't read that book or you know listened to a podcast or read about it like it's so uh beneficial to learn what your love language is and not just mm-hmm. your love language with a partner your love language with the people, the, the, your, the love languages of the people in your life. Like for example, yeah. my love language is words of affirmation and my dad's is acts of service. So mm. my dad loves the shit out of me, but I didn't know, I, could, I couldn't understand that he loved me because I expected to be told. I wanted to mm. That I loved me and like that I'm amazing and I'm this and none of that. Like I needed to hear that. And my dad, you know, well, if I needed batteries tomorrow, he'll get he'll go get batteries. And not to the expression of love to me. Mm. But I didn't understand that. And like so obviously when we're speaking two different languages, we don't we can't get each other. So I'm over here thinking that my dad doesn't love me. Because I'm, mm. because he's not telling me that, and there's something wrong with me, and then he's not, he, and then I can't tell him because he's not expressing it to me. I'm waiting for him to tell me something. Meanwhile, he doesn't, he doesn't speak my language, so he's not going to tell me he loves me or, you know, that I'm amazing or he's proud of me because he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> mm. Doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. He shows me that he loves me in different ways yeah. so um yeah that's really good to know too. Yeah. i'm so happy you brought the five love languages up because it really shifted me when i read that book for those who don't know it's you know it's you know the five love languages how to express the heart by gary chapman and the five love languages are you know receiving gifts quality time words of affirmation acts of service and uh, physical touch and has a free test online and i remember taking that test and it categorizes order and my number one thing is quality time and i go oh that makes sense why well, i'm always like i want to spend time with you like this gift doesn't really mean anything to me and i realized like how my first relationship how disconnected we were and that he didn't understand that i didn't want to like all these fancy restaurants and plays and all these gifts that he was giving me, like it didn't mean anything to me. What was important to me was like spending time with him. And it was like just basically going to, I'll share this with you, you know, we, uh, one of the things that one of me and my best friends used to do, we used to go by the Hudson River and watch the sunset 
And we just sat there and we talked. It was a very simple thing, but it was a very intimate moment that we shared. And I, always, and I, and I always remember those moments. And I tried to do that with him. And we were sitting there, we were watching the sunset before we were heading off to some friend's place. And he literally said, why are we here? And I was like, don't you find this beautiful? He goes, no, I think this is a waste of time. And it literally broke my heart because I wanted to share this moment in time with him. And he, it just like, I, I just stopped. I just stopped caring. I just stopped yeah. asking for those moments with him because he wanted to do shows and plays. I was like, sure, fine, I'll do whatever you want. I remember telling him, I said to him, from this moment on, I'll do whatever you want, but I won't invite you to anything ever again that I want to do. And it really killed our relationship because we did not understand our love language at all. Right. Yeah, it's, it's that's, that's so true. And, and I also just experienced that um, with someone that I've received feedback from. Um, and I also think mm. asking for feedback is really important. You know, that's also, Ooh, yeah. that's also <laughs> vulnerable too. Like maybe something didn't work out with someone and you're, you're sitting there wondering what happened and, you know, living it, with it for the rest of your life. Or you can call up this person, you know, get the, have the courage. It takes like, you know, resilience and strength to call up someone who maybe hurt you or you felt hurt from and ask for feedback. Like no, no uh, attachment, no, you know, expectations. It's just a simple conversation like, hey, what happened? Or I'm incomplete about this. Could you tell me if I did anything or said anything to you that, you know, maybe had you pull away or whatever happened? And and in one of the really powerful relationships that I had last year where, you know, this person was my mirror and someone that, you know, I really liked and he lost we lost the connection with each other. Um, same thing with love languages, like he his love language is quality time, physical touch. And, you know, or two are quality time and physical touch. And um, mine is words of affirmation. So when I felt like I told you I liked you and you pulled away from me, or I felt like you pulled away from me because you couldn't connect with me, I took it as like, he didn't like me. But when I got feedback from him recently, when I was in Costa Rica, he was like, Veronica, I just wanted to be with you and look into your eyes and and mm-hmm. have an intense mm-hmm. moment and I like showed you I liked you doing this and that and blah 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 I thought we spent a lot of intimate time together and like to me it felt like it felt like we were trying to get to, we wanted to get to know each other in or differently it didn't feel like um it, for me it, it, we were just speaking two different languages and we didn't like mm-hmm. and it, it felt like he was he didn't like me anymore because I didn't hear what I wanted. Mm. He didn't feel what he wanted. So mm. it's just same thing, like, you know, feedback and like asking for feedback. Hey, did I do something? And that's vulnerable. Like actually yeah. saying, like, you know, I've been I've been freaking hurt. 
And and even that, like after that conversation, that was really powerful for me. Like I I fucking cried after that because I didn't realize like how uh, caught up I I was about that or or hung up about that mm. situation. Um, you know, thinking because I didn't ask for feedback earlier and thinking that this person, you know, just didn't like me and I had to accept like, oh, you know, he just didn't feel this way and we just didn't connect and blah, blah, blah. You know, I was really upset about it and holding on creating all this crap about it. And then yeah. I find something out, something completely different out of that conversation. And I cried. And then, like, even saying to this person, like, wow, I just cried. Like, I was so relieved or blah, blah, blah. Like, that's vulnerable. And, mm. you know, whatever whatever happens from that is what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, I actually just found this quote from Brene Brown. Oh, yes, I love her. <laughs> and talks a lot about vulnerability. Um, she writes, and this is, like, one of my favorite quote that she says um, it's not the critic who counts not the mm. man who out how strong how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in there in, in the in the area whose face is married by dust and sweat and blood who strives violently who errs and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself for a worthy cause. Mm. Like, it's just about the, if, if you're not, she also says, like, if you're not in the arena, also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in you. Mm. Uh, you know, uh... I was just, I was like, I was going to read that quote and you did it. I was, oh, goodness, so great. And, you know, going back to feedback, you know, I too, I called the guy I dated. And, you know, the thing about getting feedback, the one, the two of the things, like you call it for feedback and you're just there to listen. And <laughs> that's it. And, you know, the guy I dated, we were, I, I, I thought he was my one. Um, but we went through some difficult, difficult, it was, it was very difficult to be with. And I was really curious of like, oh, let me see, maybe I contributed to, oh, how I contribute to this difficult relationship. And I asked him, I said, you know, um, what is my weakness? And then he said, well, when you get angry, when you when there's a disagreement, you shut down. There is no discussion about the issue. It is not even on the table. And when he said that, I had to mute the phone, and I was like, "Holy shit! That if I continue to be that way, there is no room for growth, love, or possibility." in my relationship and that moment I was like this is going to change right now because I it literally took me back to every single relationship where I was shut down and I it, even with friends would not be up the, the, the disagreement would not be on the table for discussion and I was like no 
this I have to learn how to articulate what's going on with me, how to articulate my emotions, how to be vulnerable. Because if I want a juicy love life, these components are important of having a juicy love life. Exactly. Like, if you want, you want this kind of relationship with someone, you want a vulnerable, deep connection or meaningful connection with someone, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. You have to be willing to do the work on yourself and look at maybe what's missing and look at how you can show up or how you are showing up or how you haven't yeah. shown up. So, so I want to shift the conversation a little bit yeah. uh, some questions little vulnerable questions so um, what was one lesson that you learned from your last relationship mm. oh my last relationship I mean I mean, maybe, I mean, I've been single for a while, but the last, I still count, like, the two meaningful relationships that I've recently had that in the mirror, and I needed to see everything that I need to see. Um, I think that counts. That really counts, because that's, this has been, like, the biggest transformation I've ever been, gone through is um, to... To show up even when things get hard. Mm-hmm. My wow. initial my initial reaction to things is to run away. Like when things get too hard or when I think like you're taking away my freedom or something, like I run. Because I'm scared of, um, I, you know, I'm scared of rejection and it not working out. So I'll just end, I'll end things. So... <clears throat> Um, my thing to learn is, or what I'm learning is to, you know, even if it's scary, give it a chance. Yeah. Renee says, lean into the discomfort mm-hmm. and, you know, know yourself to be worthy and to be to have grown on the other side you know I think the biggest thing for me that I learned from my last relationship is that I finally realized that one I am worthy of love and two that I because I didn't know what I was capable of bringing to a relationship I always doubted my ability to bring my full self and I learned oh you you are capable of love. You are capable of great love. When you stand in, like, I'm going to give it my all from the very beginning. And, yeah, um, this is this is, this is is who I am and this is who I am not. Um, so, what's, what's important to you in life right now? Um, what's important to me right now? is doing what makes me happy. Like, finding, finding my purpose, 
and uh, living living in joy, like real mm. real joy and and connection and having cultivating like community and meaningful connections. Like um, I'm really stepping into this role role as um, a community builder and someone who helps people build their community and and, and nourish their relationships. And I want to I want to really what's important to me is like really building solid relationships around me, like epic people around me. I want to be surrounded by like fucking badasses, people who care about me, people who I care about. Like I don't want to hang out with like people who like aren't up to something or you know aren't bringing me any any value and not and I'm, mm. and I'm not saying that to be a dick but I'm saying that because I when I hang out with someone it's because like you fill me up and you bring mm. me joy and like you love me and I love mm. you or I'm working on getting or knowing you and and I want to love you, or you know, I want to hang out with people who want to see me succeed and grow. And those are the people I want to surround myself with. And I want to help the people in my life have those kinds of connections too. Mm. And what do you hope people, when they come to vulnerable as fuck, to really take away? I want you to make a new friend. I want you to um, open up, share something that maybe you've never shared before. I want you to connect with someone new and leave with a, a new friend. And I want you to, and the new friend that you leave with, that you make, I want you to also show up for these people, hold them accountable mm-hmm. for um, being vulnerable, being expressive, and being vulnerable to people in their life. I want them mm-hmm. to. Um, I want them to feel like they have, like, real, real, like a real, authentic relationship with people mm-hmm. around them, and that they're that they're loved and they're surrounded by people who who um, are also maybe going through the same things, and that you know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I, I really thank you for just being on this the Crazy Juice of Love podcast, and I can't wait to share this with everyone. Um, and so how can people come to your event? Where can they find you uh, and be a part of your community? Um, I have a Facebook group called Vulnerable as Fuck. Um, I've been working on changing the name a little bit. I, the intention of the Facebook group is to um, build a community of people who are looking to express themselves vulnerably, find connections, go to events um, where they can connect with someone new, hold each other accountable for what they shared, hold each other accountable for, um, you know, being being vulnerable with with, with themselves and, their, and the people in their life. So it's called Vulnerable as Fuck right now, and it might be called Vulnerable as Fuck in Action. I'm working on that, but you can find, find that on Facebook. Um, every week I've been hosting Vulnerable as Fuck, um, a meaningful conversation series 
I'm probably going to make it uh, deeper and maybe and, and, and step into a theme, into different themes. Um, I'm hearing feedback from people and people want to talk about different topics like dating, sex, relationships. Um, and you can find me on Facebook. Um, my Instagram handle is Veronica underscore K-A-U-L-I-N-I-S, Kalinis. Um, yeah, that is where you can find me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, and I so looking. I'm looking forward to like participating in um, vulnerable yeah. fuck. And I just thank you I for sharing yourself and just what you're doing is just so amazing. And I thank you for creating it and for who you are, for people, and the impact that you are making right now in the world. Thank you. Mm, thank you. You're and welcome. For anybody who wants to come, vulnerable as fuck. Anyone who listens to this podcast um, and wants to register for the next vulnerable as fuck, um, I will give you a discounted price. Um, and message me and tell me that you heard this this podcast, and I will uh, send you a link with a code, and you can get the discounted ticket. And um, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Veronica. All right. Hey, guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy Juicy Love.